Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome to the burning issue this evening with myself Muhammad Fasikh Peterson standing in for Yazid Kamaldin. Tonight we discuss the issues facing the building subcontracting industry, a very important aspect of our local economy. Uh, last month our news team covered a protest by subcontractors in the construction industry outside the offices of the Building Industry Bargaining Council in Belleville. Now the subcontractors accused the BIBC of ripping them off and charging huge levies to small companies. The main issue year is of compliance in the construction industry and the BIBC says subcontractors must toe the line and comply or face the consequences. Uh, the regulations as stipulated by the BIBC indicate that both the contractor and client may be liable for penalties or even face prosecution should the contractor uh, not be compliant. Well tonight we've invited some building subcontractors in studio to talk frankly about these issues. Joining us is uh, Suleiman Adams, uh, Shafiq Fakir, uh, we also have Ayan and Lizzie, a member of the Building Society of the Subcontractors, a newly formed body uh, that is to represent subcontractors in the province. Uh, lady and gentlemen, uh, assalamu alaikum, good evening, and welcome to the studio. So first off, uh, before we, 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 we delve into anything else, I just want to say that uh, we also invited the, the Building Industry Bargaining Council, but we're told that a subcommittee, uh, uh, that, by, that the subcommittee has been um, uh, of, of the uh, council met with a delegation of 10 representatives of subcontractors in order to discuss the concerns resulting from this meeting. The BIBC has called an emergency full council meeting for this weekend uh, as it does that they would not be able to join us in studio this evening, but we have uh, put the call out there. Uh, so I want to also just then start off uh, by saying, um, first of all, why the need for this discussion? Uh, wh what have been the developments in the local business industry that now necessitate a public conversation on this issue and I think I'm going to start off maybe with uh, Mr. Suleiman uh, Adams. First of all, Assalamu uh, alaikum to everyone. Uh, good evening. To our uh, other brothers or listeners. Shukran for uh, the voice of the Cape for giving us the opportunity to come and voice. Uh, I can put it in a natural anger but uh, why the transformation or formation of us as subcontractors? We've been in this industry for many, many, many years. We find ourselves that as subcontractors, that uh, BIBC uh, comes along, they go to our sites, they terrorize our subcontractors, uh, and if we don't pay them a certain amount of money that is being requested by them, or in their constitution, they would make you non-compliant. Meaning they can also say to the main contractor that this company, this subcontractor is non-compliant. You, either you pay us the end of when he submit an invoice for payment from the main contractor and you pay us. Or either you cannot enter that site. Now, if you look at BIBC uh, and what they stand for. Before we get to BIBC, I just want to maybe want to ask who exactly is the Building Industry Bargaining Council? What is their mandate in terms of managing uh, subcontractors? Well, their mandate is mostly and purely for the workers, right? So if you have 10, 15, 20, 100 workers, they oversee that uh, you've got to pay a certain amount of money <coughs> in, 
therefore every year there's a certain amount of money that's been given to the workers. Uh, just a, a sort of of what they stand for. There's also a lot of other things. Maybe if I look at uh, uh, the constitution, I have it in front of me here, which they does not even adhere to. We can go very deep into this, uh, Fashir. And uh, I think Shafiq can also sort of give yeah. us a, a sort of synopsis of what uh, the bargain, bargaining council stands for. So um, when we talk about they are there for the workers uh, in terms of, 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 of the well dealing with subcontractors and dealing with uh, the issue of um, uh, are we are we saying then that um, they are responsible for the provident funds or pension funds are they responsible uh, for the you know death benefits and those types of things what exactly um, uh, do they or are they responsible for within that ambit Yeah, they are most definitely they are responsible for the provident fund they responsible for uh, we call it the holiday pay that they get from uh, from uh, BIBC, but the injustice that they're not only doing to us, to also to our workers. And I can tell you that within last year, the year before, it the problem started when there's a certain amount of money that was supposed to pay being paid out to the workers, which was not done. Last year they got, I think three-quarter of what they got the previous year and this is where we decided that it's a problem not just for our workers we pay them we pay them if we pay them a million rand for the year they paying back to the workers 170,000 rand now we want to know where does the other money go if there's a pension fund any person out there that has been paid by BIBC the pension fund I would like to hear from them. We will give our numbers and please tell us that you've been paid by BIBC. Uh, one of the things that was mentioned uh, when this question was posed to the BIBC, now in discussions uh, with the news department, uh, having discussions with BIBC, one of the things that they were saying was um, that uh, I think it's about uh, perhaps 40%, 49% of that uh, that is contributed goes towards the pension provident fund. And what they were saying is that the workers won't see this in the immediate uh, you know, future. This is uh, sort of in the terms of long-term contributions. So what do you say to that in terms of what you've just mentioned that it's uh, you, you contribute hypothetically a million rand and you see less than 200,000 rand well if, if 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 the million rand if we if we got a, if we got 170 people uh, you've got to pay a certain amount per day for that worker now if you look at seven a million rand if they really want to do justice to that worker itself besides the subcontractor then they would definitely pay that person more. Where is the money going that we're paying them? What are they doing with it? We pay what we're supposed to pay, and we have a problem that you don't pay our workers what they're supposed to get. So we said to them that we're going to stop all payments. And it's just not me, it's a, the, mostly the 300 subcontractors that we have. So if we don't pay you, you're going to threaten us to make us non-compliant, and you're going to say to the main contractor, remove this contractor from your site. Then also, why is this then, um, you know, if, if, this, if this is a, t a tremendous issue within the, you know, building fraternity, uh, why is this not a national issue? Do, does uh, the BIBC operate in other parts of the country? All right. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Um, BIBC is only in Cape Town. 
and in the Greater Cape Town I include uh, Worcester, Paul, uh, West Coast and Central Cape Town. They've tried in Johannesburg and they failed there to close down. The, they opened in Eastern Cape, they had to close. They are only in Cape Town. It's not an issue. And, and why exactly were they not successful in, in, in those, those um, areas and, and metros? The workers stood up and they said, no, enough is enough. We are not paying this exorbitant um, rates and we want to have our own, we want our subbies to pay us at the end of the year. The problem that we have <coughs> is the amount that we contribute on a fortnight. Every fortnight you have to submit your, your, your claims. And the problem that we have is that money goes straight into BIB's account and they po a big portion of that gets invested in Sunlam and a portion of that is paid only at the end of the year. Um, the the like the Provident Fund, the sick f uh, um, medical aid sick fund, they, they, no one knows what is the end result going to be. They don't get a statement or a yearly thing to say, listen, I have this amount of money in, the, in my honest egg in my account. It's just, it's like Russian lead. The end of the year, they just get that money paid into the account and then they complain, I only received 1,900 and have worked all year. And, and for, for workers in the building fraternity who work for subcontractors, uh, what is, the, the, are, is the BIBC accessible for workers if they do have a complaint, you know what, I was paid short, uh, uh, or I feel I was paid shorter, uh, or I feel there's a, there's a problem with the, with the contributions and I've been, I've been paying a little bit too much money. Uh, what, what has been, from your experience dealing with, with workers directly, um, are, are they successful in, in, in you know, getting the issues heard and, and addressed? Uh, good evening, everybody that is listening to us. Uh, on the issue of the BIBC and the workers, uh, the BIBC is looking after the interests of the workers, but how do they do that? They're doing it by oppressing the subcontractor because uh, the subcontractor doesn't get enough money to pay all the requirements that the BIBC is requiring from the subcontractor. And then from there, the BIBC has no interest in whether the subcontractor is being paid enough to, uh, to stick to the, the issues of, of uh, paying for uh, the levies for the workers and, 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 and all of that. So I think on, from my side, uh, the, the BIBC is looking after the workers by oppressing the subcontractor. Uh, but I just want to maybe ask uh, the question that I was, was posing was that from the workers' point of view, when they approach the BIBC and they have, you know, like we said, oh, that there's, okay. no, there's no monthly statements. Okay. So uh, coming the end of the year, if they do have a query, uh, are th is the BIBC approachable to them? Are they able to deal with the issues? Are they effective in managing the process? Um, the only time that the, that the, the workers um, find out that, that the, the money is not right is when they get that SMS um, on the 11th, between the 11th and the 14th of December. They get that SMS to say X amount of money was, tra was transferred in your account. And they, then they all go to Eastern Cape, most of them all go on holiday. When they come back in January, they, that issue is all watered down um, until next year, the end of the year. Um, the workers are, go to the BIBC, they are approachable during the year, but at the end of the year, there's no, there's no, there's no uh, um, uh, consensus that, that they're going to assist them. 
So, so what you're saying is that so, so is the issue in terms of from the workers' side where they don't go back and they don't approach, or is it from the side of the of the BIBC that they do not, you know, uh, are they not forthcoming with 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 being able to assist I workers with this? With I with would say it's, it's a bit on both. It's a fifty-fifty because. When the, when the workers get that money, their mindset is that they're going to Eastern Cape. They're not worried about, you paid me short or I, I didn't get all my money. Um, because they, in their mindset from the, from the 1st of December, they are going to Eastern Cape. They are going to see their families. They are going to take whatever money they have oh. saved up to take to their families, to the grandfathers and grandmothers that's looking after the children. That, so when they come back on the 13th or the 16th of January, the cycle begins all over again. And they're too glad to have a job and to start working again. So, and then the cycle just continues. Sorry, just a touch base on that. If, if you look at last year itself, many workers found me and they were complaining about the monies that they were supposed to get, which they didn't. Look, if you pay a person 4,000 rand or 3,500 rand a week before, or the year before, sorry, we've got to pay every, there's a, there's a fee that we pay per day for that worker. So if you do the calculation every year, they should get a certain amount. So the workers, they know exactly what they must get. It's like banking money, so next year I know that I need to get 4,000 Rand. So when they get 1,200, 1,700, they were question. And the first person that they would phone is the person that they work for. In other words, they think that we didn't pay in the monies that were supposed to be paid. The uh, one of the things again in the engagement that we had with uh, the um, BIBC was uh, where they were saying the issues that are relating to um, you know what we're speaking about with workers not getting the full pays. They're saying that the subcontractors are neglecting, as you mentioned, to pay uh, those monies uh, into the accounts uh, of 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 the uh, of the BIBC. So, from your perspective, would you say that it's not common practice uh, in the uh, uh, amongst subcontractors in the industry? To not, you know, to to not to, to to not pay on time. Well, look, there might be that 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 certain uh, subcontractors are paying, but there's also a reason why they're not paying. You know, if you look at this industry today, and 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 I can say to many of our old people, the manavatno, the place to mana, and amofanala, these people suffered tremendously. Uh, you know, and now BIBC is there. They take the, the they take the big things from the you. They take all the money from you, and you still got to pay. You still got to pay your people. <coughs> so there is a lot of subcontractors that are suffering because for the exorbitant amount of money that they have to pay to the BIBC. And then also, um, I understand that the BIBC has a collective bargaining agreement. And now, how did this come into in inception, and, and and what exactly does this agreement state? Are you talking about the collective agreement? Yes, the collective agreement. Right. We were not part of that. We were not part of that collective agreement. Mm -hmm. So this was signed by the Minister Willifant. And that was one of the issues of Durban, Johannesburg, uh, Pretoria, that because subcontractors were not part of it, and what they've given, what they do, they, they, they draw up their constitution. They give it to the minister, and the minister read through it. And the minister said, fine, I do agree. This and 120 things, it's 106 page of their constitution. So she reads 
I'm sure that she don't read all, but most, the main, main parts of it. And then she signed it. She signed the collective agreement. So we've never given the mandate to the uh, to BIBC on behalf of us. Who's defending us? No one. We're standing on our own. Our, our workers that work, they, they, at the end of the day, they suffer. So we've never given BIBC a mandate. And if they wanted to, they, they could have included us in the signing of the collective agreement. Um, I, I'm going to take a break uh, very shortly, but before I do, uh, one of the things that I think is important uh, to talk about is uh, just in terms of the loopholes in this in this agreement uh, or potential loopholes uh, uh, and current flaws that might be you know uh, within the, the agreement. And I think maybe I want to bring in, um, if I can, uh, Lizzie here. And just the, for instance, uh, as a, as a subcontractor, um, what are the loopholes? What are the shortfalls that you have found in the agreement which uh, in a sense affects you negatively and then you know by 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 association your your employees good evening to all the yes. listeners and good evening to the voice of Cape Town uh, thank you for uh, to coming here uh, what I can say um, the problem uh, comes when we get the work from the main contractors from our main contractors it's whereby we get the, uh, the, the problem and then uh, the main contractor doesn't give you a chance to quote they just give you a price and said here is the price that I'm going to so, so what you're saying is and I'm sorry to stop you there but there's no tender process no no and, and there's no there's, there's, there's no op- room for negotiation no because one of the questions that I was going to ask was in terms of um, so if we're saying that subcontractors are struggling with fees and that why don't they just collectively quote uh, uh, tender higher so are you saying then that um, the, sub- the, 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 the the major contractors when they subcontract for a particular job they just quote a price and you just have yes. to grab and go Yes. We don't work. No, they just gave you the the, 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 the the amount that you must work for. And they say to you, this is the amount that you can offer you. And if you don't want to take a job, and then we've got another person that you can take that is much cheaper. So it's where I started struggling with my, to paying my guys to be compliant with BIBC. And then BIBC, when you go to BIBC and tell them, this is the amount that I'm working for. Like, for instance, a, a, a low price because I'm doing bricklaying. So there's a, there's a lo- I'm getting a very low price there. So when you explain everything to BIBC, BIBC doesn't accept that. He said, it's your problem. You've agreed with your main contract that you, you are going to you, you accept the price. So then it's whereby we can't comply and I can't afford uh, uh, to pay my guys. Okay, um, and then also, um, Mr. Neiman, uh, just in, in, in what we've said now, that that is quite surprising because normally within any industry uh, of this nature, where you are doing uh, you are doing work, and uh, obviously there's competition in any industry, you'd expect that there would be a tender process. Uh, and I'm surprised to hear that here it's we quoted the price and you just have to roll with it. So um, from the perspective of the BIBC in your dealings, what what is what 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 are their views? Obviously, they're not represented here this evening, but what are their views in terms of your experiences regarding um, this process? Alright, can I, can I first say there is companies that send you the tender document. There, is, there are companies that you do that you tender, but there's also companies that tells you that this is our allowable. You know, if they got allowable, people are forced to work for that. 
And yes, first thing you can tell me, but you know, why do you didn't take it? You don't have to take it. But if you look at in the state that our economy is in today, people need, and to say, oh, means article said the halva burut is down bitter as a yellow burut. And this is where we are at. Uh, we, we will try, if we get this right, we will try to regulate where rates is concerned. And it's not just the main contractor, it's also those investors that comes into this country, into the Western Cape, and invest millions of rands and take out the trillions of rands. I can give you one, in, one example. Uh, I'm not going to mention the job. We did a job in Clifton. The contract value was 380 million. There's two top, it was 10 units, the two top units sold for 115 million apiece, a unit. So two units on top, level seven or level eight, were 85 million. So if you do your calculation, the investor ready, whatever he has invested, he got that money. All those other units goes into his pockets. We don't say that we don't want investors. We need the investors. We need them in this country. But we also want to regulate this industry where the tender process is and give the subcontractor a good rate that he can afford to pay his people. The voice uh, of uh, Mr. Suleiman uh, uh, Adams, and uh, of course, uh, we're talking about uh, the uh, BIBC and uh, subcontractors and the challenges faced by subcontractors. We have reached out to the BIBC, but unfortunately, they weren't able to join us this evening. And uh, also, the Master Builders Association will be touching them in a short while, but uh, they were also not able to join us, so we had to put the call out there. Uh, if you are part of the building trade, of the building industry, um, if you are a subcontractor yourself and you like to call us, you're welcome to do so on zero two one double four two three five three zero, or uh, you can WhatsApp us on 072 We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will continue. Stay tuned. Assalamualaikum. Welcome back to the Burning Issue. Just before we get to the topic at hand this evening, uh, we've seen the following Janaza notice. It is the Janaza of Mu'alim Abdul Malik Abrams, uh, agent of Jama to Talibin. Uh, the address 19 Leadwood Street in Bantiaville. Time of Janaza will be 12.30 p.m. tomorrow morning, proceeding to, or rather tomorrow afternoon, proceeding uh, to the masjid uh, at that time. And of course, uh, Shamila, the contact person in 079 or 021-694-1492 I repeat uh, the janazah of Mu'alim Abdul Malik Abrams Agent of Jamia to Talibin Address 19 Leadwood Street in Bantiaville Time of janazah 12.30 Contact Shamila on 079-492-3824 Or 021-694-1492 We say inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun of course, uh, we are chatting about uh, the building industry this evening and talking about subcontractors and the challenges uh, they are facing and uh, the call uh, to uh, 
basically uh, all subcontractors to come together and uh, there's a collective uh, uh, building society of subcontractors being formed um, and one of the things I, I want to ask before we go into anything else and that is if we look at uh, the markup that 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 the major contacts and again I want to say that the master builders association it was not available uh, to join us this evening but if you look at the markup offered by the major contractors how does it affect subcontractors and um, how they are then able to uh, effectively do a job and pay the employees? Okay. Um, you have the main contractors that all tender for for a, a job and what the, the developers do they, they put it out there and your main contractors all tender and with the cutthroat game that they do in they go into between three to five percent markup and that difficulty that they are, are, are creating the gets channeled down to the subcontractors because we have to pay the brunt of that because they squeeze the subcontractors to the last cent they, re they keep the retentions back and the subcontractors are not able to pay the BIBC levies they're not able to pay the workman's compensation which is very important they're not prepared to pay the, the staff and it's a snowball effect and I think the main contractors, they are responsible for, for creating this problem that we have today because they cut throat, they go in there and they squeeze 3%, 5% just to get the work because they have big overheads and they need to, 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 to pay their overheads. So just to get the work and then down the line, I don't. I could don't want to mention the, the main contractors, but a lot of them have folded in the last two years. I then also want to ask. Uh, look, obviously, we're talking about uh, issues related to labour. So, what role has the Department of Labour played in implementation of uh, these specific policies that have been adopted by the BIBC here in the Western Cape? Uh, the Department of Labour doesn't play any role with uh, where BIBC is concerned. They only enforce if if you unfair dismissal, if there's issues with um, you, you haven't paid your staff, um, and safety safety issues. If someone if he gets injured they come and investigate the, the, the accident they don't play a role in the, in the BIPC so so what we're saying effectively here is that this is is is, is placed in the hands clearly of the BIBC uh, as an organization that is looking after the should I say the the, the payment and the compliance as far as uh, employees are concerned uh, in terms of, of, of getting the benefits and, 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 and regulating pay uh, but so there is no real recourse so so what is the recourse for an employee when he feels dissatisfied uh, with regard to um, the way that he's, he's, he's been paid. Have there been any successful challenges uh, in terms of the BIBC? No, no. They, they, they're not interested. They, they are there merely just to collect the, the, the levies and to pay out the levies. Um, they, they are not very accommodating um, and they're not interested in, you, in your plight or your problems. Yeah. And, then, and then also, um, uh, Mr. Adams, I just want to maybe ask uh, then, Obviously, from a uh, from from the perspective of of a subcontractor looking at at the, the at the broader picture, um, we've mentioned that uh, the BIBC is uh, located uh, locally. It's not na a national organisation. Um, so when we look at the the, the the what 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 are the regulations governing the other provinces, or what is the relationship like between subcontractors and 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 the major contractors in other provinces, and how does that differ? 
to the relationship we have here in the Western Cape. Basir, I can't really speak about the other provinces to tell you that, but I, I think they, uh, for now, they are much more successful uh, in their tendering, uh, the tendering process with, with main contractors. I think main contractors, maybe on that side, have also learned that um, they need to pay their subcontractor a good rate in return for them to pay their people. Because if you look at it, the building itself, who is the custodians of this very building? Is it the main contractor? What the main contractor do, or what he does, is they they employ two or three guys that look after certain, and they, they their expense is not as much as us as subcontractors. They got a foreman. They don't even have site agents anymore. They've cut down on the expense. Now, to 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 cover their not their losses. But their overheads, to cover their overheads, they've got to take from the subcontractor. So where they can take 100,000, 200,000, and this has gone so bad, there's a certain amount of retention that they take from you. A 10%, some of them uh, is a bit lenient, they would take uh, 5%. So if, if you do a calculation to the, during the duration of that contract, the contract is for eight months. Uh, but I've discovered that, uh, or experienced that, 250,000 rand is retention. Now the main contractor would come up and they say, you know what, Mr. Adams, I had a problem with, with the quality of workmanship. But where were they when you started this very building and go through all the procedures? Then they, there's no problem with, 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 with the quality. It's just that they need to drain you. They exploit you and they will tell you that we can't pay you. At the end of the day, you've got no leg to stand on. You know? Or they say to you, we will take 75% from that 250,000. Take it or leave it. That's why I said in the first, there's no one that's representing us. So we want to tell the minister of labor you've given this to you've you've you've, you've let you sign this collective agreement with bibc but who is bibc defending if we leave if we're subcontractors we said we're going to quit this i promise you the work itself you will have to comply what we are now complying Voice of Mr. Suleiman Adams, uh, and we also have in studio with us uh, some other members of the newly formed uh, uh, building society of the subcontractors. Also, Shafiq Fakir joining us, Ayanda and Lizzie, and this evening engaging on uh, the question, asking the question: Are subcontractors under threat? And uh, uh, this uh, a conversation has escalated due to the most recent um, uh, protest that w- took place outside Bel- the Belleville uh, bargaining co- uh, the. Uh, building Industry Bargaining Council in Belleville recently and uh, uh, obviously this facilitated the formation of the Building Society of the Subcontractors. We'll be talking a little bit later about um, the, what is being planned by this body and also we'll be inviting the listeners again to share their views if you are in the building trade if you uh, in, in whichever code if you are find yourself as, uh, as a subcontractor we want to hear from you. What are your challenges uh, You know, working in the industry? Have you also been affected have you felt prejudiced? Uh, let us know. 47913. WhatsApp us 072 238 0712. Uh, and you can call us 021 442 
2530. We're going to take a break for the Wakt of Maghrib, inshallah. When we come back, we will continue. Stay tuned. Assalamualaikum, welcome back. Uh, the question on the burning issue this evening is are subcontractors under threat? And uh, tonight uh, we have various members from the uh, building subcontracting industry. We have Mr. Sulaiman Adams, Shafiq Fakir, Ayanda and Lizzie. They are members of the building, building society of the subcontractors and uniform body. Uh, taking the issues uh, further with regard to the BIBC, uh, the building, uh, industry, uh, building Industry Bargaining Council, and this of course comes after protest action at uh, the offices of the uh, Building Industry Bargaining Council in Belleville recently. Now, um, just before we continue, um, uh, we've received some messages. One of those uh, says the following. Salam, uh, it is true that the gent- what the gentleman says, I did subcontracting uh, at a particular video. I won't mention the name of the, of the place. Uh, my work was inspected three times a day, but at the end of the contract, no retention money is received. So-called work not up to standard. And then I just want to ask the question, uh, uh, Mr. Fakir. So, is this a common practice? Is this something that you know uh, subcontractors will really complain complain about? Uh, what are you expe- not just your experiences, but what are the experiences that you've heard of other subcontractors in the industry? I think the general consensus from all subcontractors is that uh, once the job is done, there's always a, a battle getting their retentions, getting their final account sorted out. Um, when I mean, when I say final account, I mean when everything is done, then they say, listen, this is your, your final number that you're getting. And there's always disputes um, over, over the, the quality of the work and everything comes up on that final account. During the duration of the job, it's quiet, no one complains. It's only when the, when the final account comes up in these issues. Yeah. Uh, another message that says uh, we are subcontractors and cannot afford BIBC anymore uh, for benefits we pay and the payout uh, the employees received at the end of the day is unacceptable. The BIBC is the only one that benefits from this. And then someone else says uh, we have been in the construction uh, industry since 1999 and of late the industry uh, has become more about paperwork than actual construction. Personally I feel BIBC needs to go based on our 2018 pay into BIBC. BC compared to what is received by the employee is a ripoff. They don't even get 50% of the pay in uh, uh, pay in made. Uh, the value of a subcontract needs to pay in on a monthly basis uh, is not covered by the main contractors, which means the subcontractor is at a loss bef- before we even start working. So then, I mean that this is a key question and it's something that I wanted to ask us since the start of the show. Um, when, when this person says that the cost is being covered primarily by the subcontractor. So what wh- what are we saying? Are we saying then that um, the, the, the main contractor does not absorb any of these costs at all and that the subcontractor uh, who is actually physically doing the job then has to cover all of those expenses? Yes, I think that that is exactly what I said uh, in our first segment when you when we spoke about uh, not just the subcontractor but also uh, those uh, the worker, uh, 
uh, there you can see with the message that uh, they didn't even get 50% of what was paid to the BIBC. So it becomes a huge problem. It's not just a problem with us as subcontractors, but it also filters down to our people. We do pay in. If we don't pay the BIBC, they will make us non-compliant. So we can rather say that, you know what, if the messes are there, they agree that, and you can see on all your, they don't want BIBC. For one reason, it's all about paying and paperwork. Now I want to maybe ask the question, and, and uh, coming back to the formation of this body that uh, I, I believe is th- uh, 300 members strong in a sense, um, the uh, building society of the subcontractors. So uh, firstly, the protest action that took place uh, outside the Belleville office of the BIBC, um, and now the subsequent action taking place, uh, what, what, what is the intention behind this? Uh, is it to uh, open up the dialogue between the BIBC and the subcontractors? Is the is the a legal route that uh, is intended to be uh, to be, uh, be pursued? Uh, will the BIBC be approaching national government? What what is the plan here? I think the plan here is to open up a dialogue, and the dialogue needs to involve all the parties. Uh, we're talking about your main contractor needs to get involved. Your investors needs to get involved. Your subcontractors, the labor, everybody needs to get involved. Because this is affecting us as subcontractors, but mostly it goes down to our labor. Because uh, we as uh, subcontractors are also employers. So if the BIBC is going to get us uh, ripped off, what about the rest of the workers, the employees, where are they going to work if we as the subcontractors need to close down? I think also, once again, I just want to mention that we did invite uh, the uh, BIBC to be part of this discussion. Fortunately, they were not able to join us. Uh, but uh, one of the things that I also want to maybe then, then ask uh, in terms of, uh, of of what we've been discussing uh, when we talk about again uh, uh, reiterating the, the same question we as a for other uh, you as, as a body now taking this issue forward um what is the next step because obviously there's been the protest outside of the bic offices uh is the look at look, uh, the the route going to be a legal one is it going to be a uh, you know a a, a a one where you will be engaging with national government uh with the, with the department of labor in a sense what what is the route that is being planned here okay first of all i have to thank um the cheslin and the guys from paul they initially started this whole thing in november and the reason was everyone was frustrated tired of fighting with BIBC and we went on 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 this march to BIBC to to hand over memorandum to show them our grievances we gave them seven days to respond they didn't respond then two weeks ago we went to them and we and all of us went to sit in and told them listen you need to listen to us the following day we had a delegation of 10 guys going into the BIBC and telling them we need you guys to listen to us. We want to stop this, we're not going to pay any more BIBC until you listen to us. Then they said, at the end of the month we are, go- are going to form a body and that body will move forward negotiating with BIBC on a level to accommodate everyone. That's why we're urging all the all the subcontractors to join us, that we have one voice 
going forward. I, I want to ask the question, has in the past, has the idea been explored? Because I know that the official response from the BIBC, uh, one of the points that they mentioned in relation to them saying that the, that, that, uh, you know, the, the claims from the subcontractors that the interests are not being met, they were saying that if uh, an employer represents a thousand industry uh, employees, uh, that they can apply for a seat on the council. Um, so so uh, the question is then, uh, in this instance, uh, is that an intention as well to have a representation within the BIBC? Uh, w w what are the plans as far as this is concerned? Uh, well, Fasir, I, th I said it and I will uh, say it again that uh, we want and we've asked the BIBC that we want to have a say in the collective agreement. That is what we're standing for. And like um, Safiq said, there's a lot of subcontractors. There you can see with the messages that come through. They are not happy with BIBC. If BIBC is going to do exactly what they've constituted in their constitution, then we're going to say to them, you know, job well done. But as far as we know, they comes with this robust ideology on the sites and they terrorize the people they they also indoctrinate some of the workers and said you know what we are looking in your interest at the end of the year then that worker doesn't get what he's supposed to get and of course uh, we have a caller online uh, voice of the campus alaikum, you're live on e. hi good evening man thank you for taking my call good evening to the listeners and good evening to the guy sitting in the studio uh, I want to just congratulate this, this guy. Uh, good work, gents. It's been a long time. It's been long overdue. I just want to raise two issues quickly. Also, touch base on the on the on the what this guy has already discussed. Um, I had a, an issue now recently, also uh, in Somerset West, where a main contractor, without my knowledge and without my authority, took my one fortnight invoice money i was supposed to pay my workers with this money they took this money and paid it over to the bibc and uh, without my knowledge without my authority when i uh, confront them and when i engage with them and uh, say listen guys but i did not give you authority to pay my uh, fortnight salary which i'm supposed to pay my workers with over to the bibc i did not give you authority they just continued and they paid it over it all it came down to about eighty-one thousand rand. It was for a full month salary for my workers on one site and one main contractor. When I approached the main contractor, they told me they are not they are unable to, to tender for any new projects coming out in Cape Town due to the fact that they were also made non-compliant. Okay, uh, is that the full extent of your comment? Uh, no, the other one was, uh, that's the one issue that I had a problem with, and up until today, I'm still waiting for feedback uh, from the BIBC. We went to their offices in Somerset West. They took out an old government gazette, whereby they claimed at the time the, uh, uh, the collective agreement was signed into action. Uh, there was a subcontractor organization who sat in on that organization, or sat in on that collective agreement, and there was a signature on that document. When I asked them where is this representative of subcontractors within the Western Cape, where do they come from, do they still exist? The guy at the BIBC grabbed that paper out of my hand 
and, and threatened me with the sword. I said, but I never assaulted you. I just wanted to see who does the signature belong to. Where can I find these people so that I can introduce these people to the rest of the subcontractors in the Western Cape? Because obviously we do not know about them. On the, that's one of the issues. The other issue was this, that uh, this has been coming in for a very, very long time. I'm one of the guys who has paid millions of rent over to the BIBC. And uh, as the guy, the last comment said, the guy with the last comment said, when you approach BIBC, they got this robust attitude. They don't listen to you. All they are interested in is their money. And if they don't get their money, you are non-compliant. Even after they receive my 81,000 rent, they still refuse to make me compliant because according to them, they're still outstanding monies. And for that month, my workers up until today never got paid for that month. So as I said, as a subcontractor, we don't have money laying over. We live from fortnight to fortnight. That's how expensive this thing has become. Thank you. Thank you so much sir, for your comment. Uh, you're welcome to call us 021 SMS us 47913. If you find yourself in the building industry, uh, if you're a subcontractor, if you're just uh, you know, a general worker, um, how have you, or what has been your experience um, as far as the BIBC is concerned? Uh, once again, um, uh, in terms of, of what has been mentioned in the phone call, we don't have the BIBC uh, on this evening to respond, uh, but these are the things coming from subcontractors and uh, most definitely also from employees as well. Uh, we have another caller online, Voice of the Cap. Assalamu alaikum. You're live on air. Assalamu alaikum. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. I, I, I just want to say, last year, same scenario, I had 40 people working for me. I can apply 40 people of working. The IBC caught my guys on site, right up, left, right in center, give me a fine of 74,000 rand. After that, I needed to lay off 20 guys. So 20 guys was unemployed for half of last year. They caught us again, so I become compliant. They caught us again, give me another fine, because some of the guys I didn't register. Now I said, need to let go another five guys. So I said with 15 guys, but I have worked, enough work to supply at least 40 people. Now, 25 people before December didn't have work. 2019, because I'm so scared of this BIBC nonsense, I sit with eight people working for me now for the last couple of three months. So I think they just are a box. They cause unemployment. Like the previous caller said, we live from fortnight to fortnight. In the beginning of last year, or say about six, seven months in last year, my wages bill was about 80 to 90,000 rain a fortnight, which I could afford because I could have supplied work. Then they gave me a big bill of 74,000 rain fine. I had to reduce people. I have to reduce people again. So that is not fair to us as subcontractors. Thank you very much. Then I want to say to the board members, representing us there. I'm also a member of the society. I want to thank you guys for all your hard work from the Bulan to the Cape Town to wherever they are. Thank you very much, guys. Shukran, shukran. All the best. Um, then, of course, so we've got another message here that says, and I think this, this leads into the next question I want to ask. Has the BIPC collective agreement uh, been renewed or updated by government for 2019? And when was the last time it was updated? Firstly, uh, uh, that, that's, that was three years ago. 
I think uh, to be under correction, uh, that uh, will be renewed the 17th of October. So what we want to do, we want to call on all subcontractors to come aboard. Uh, we want to tell the Minister of uh, Labour, Minister Oliphant, we want to tell her that this is what the grievance that we have with BIBC, they becoming they are becoming so robust in their attitudes and walk on site. We, we, and, and there's a lot of things. I mean, I've got the constitution in front of me. I can go through. It's going to take, you know, weeks. And they are not complying within their own constitution. And this is the grievances. You can hear the callers that have called in. I mean, they threaten you. The main contractor, he doesn't have a right to take your money. Who at the end of the day is suffering? He's suffering, his people that works for him is suffering, and they just take the money. Instead of saying, you know what, come to the office, which they claim they do, we will give you 14 days to sort out the money issues, you can make an arrangement with us, they don't do that. So whatever they say, they doesn't do. And we are about fed up. Also Buddhas and, and Bias and Papas that used to work on the building, you know, they've been suffering all the years. At the end of the day, what is the in for the person that has done? You look at big buildings, you look at Century City. Who was involved in Century City? Who, it is our blood and sweat that is in there. If you look at most of the big buildings, we were involved in it, we built it. At the end of the day, Fasir, can you pay a person 350 rand, 400 uh, uh, artisan? He cannot even go to the bank and say to the bank, you know what, I need to buy myself a decent house for me and my family, the bank is going to tell him, sorry sir, we can't help you because you don't qualify. You need to earn a certain amount of... Now for us to enable us to pay our people the correct salary that is going to be comfortable for them, then they can feed their family. We want to regulate this industry. from from the the architect, the developer, into the main, contra and the main contractor. And uh, we go to the lines, Voice of the Cape, Assalamu alaikum, you're live on air. Hello, Assalamu alaikum, Voice of the Cape. Hello. Hello, you're live on air. Thank you very much. Uh, Tizlin speaking. Um, guys, I hear now that um, this whole scenario and thing is going on here on the radio from this BIPC thingy. And um, like the guys correctly said that um, we, we here in power, we started this thing because uh, the only thing that I want to say uh, according to, uh, from my side, uh, the BIBC is actually creating unemployment. And we want to create work for other uh, people, for the laborers and the bricklayers and all that stuff. But BIBC is making it difficult and if they are making it for us, we, 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 we can't make it with the, with the high rates that they put for us. And also, the money that they, they, they want from us, they don't ask us where does this money, money come from and tell us, look here, how much do you get from the main contractors? They just say, you must pay this rates. And now, and now we don't get the money from the main contractors, the, the enough money to be uh, compliant with the BIBC. And that is the whole um, scenario and the whole uh, story that we will be able to make it. And I want to ask, like um, Suleiman already said, uh, we just want to ask the minister to look deep into this 
and see that what is this whole thing doing to the people out here with the unemployment. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you, Cheslin. I, I just want to uh, go on to another point, and um, I think this is something that uh, that uh, caught my eye right at the beginning. Uh, in, our, in our discussions with the BIBC in preparations for tonight's program, uh, one of the things that was discussed was fines, fines and penalties, and um, the, 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 the statement from the BIBC is that uh, if uh, if uh, uh, compliance, if 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 uh, the 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 uh, subcontractor is seen to be compliant, uh, then fines and penalties will be reversed. Uh, are we seeing that happening? Uh, you know, uh, we've, we've we've mentioned that you know the BIBC has come in and 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 and, and you know if up they observe that someone is not compliant, uh, that they will find them. There will be a penalty. So has, does that happen? Does the reverse happen when uh, the, the 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 person is now deemed compliant? Are, are those penalties reversed? Not at all, because uh, what the BIBC does, it only takes money from the subcontractors there's no reversal of uh, of any uh, fines and something after you have complied because before you comply you first need to pay so there is no way where you're gonna get your money back from the BIBC um, another, another quick um, I just want to add on that um, what Ayanda said is um, your penalties can go up to 200% um, and you can, and they will only reverse that penalties if you sign acknowledgement of debt and agreement to pay your debt off. If you don't, if you don't sign acknowledgement of agreement, that penalties is enforced on you. Okay, and then also another thing um, that I, I also noted uh, in the, the communication between BSC's news department and uh, and the BIBC was also in terms of wage negotiations because BIB, BIBC uh, they they are saying that before wage negotiations negotiations start, non parties are invited via the media as well as the email database uh, to give the input into the negotiations, and they're saying that no submissions have been received uh, by the party who are, uh, you know, contesting the, 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 the issues uh, that has been submitted here today. All right. Because, <laughs> you know, uh, it, I'm laughing. And you, you know why I'm laughing? Uh, uh, in Afrikaans, the man cannot steal a, a dozen from you. But I have you say, I never took your money. I never took your money. And I think this is the scenario. They can say in that email or whatever they sent to you guys that well, this is what they have asked. We didn't come to party. I don't know of anything to that matter. In fact, we had a meeting with them and they said, when we as subcontractors, we were you not inducted? And the 10 board members that were sitting there were shocked. This came out of their mouth. Now, who are fooling who? PRDC cannot be BIC without us and the workers. And, and then also um, another issue that I think also uh, was raised uh, or that they had responded to. Um, they were saying that uh, in relation to the question of um, main contractors not paying the uh, subcontractors enough, they were saying that uh, BIBC is not mandated to get involved in the contracts between main contractors and subcontractors, except as far as the requirements that both should be compliant with BIBC uh, uh, in terms of the collective agreement, uh, which is close 
7 of, of, of the Constitution. So my question then is, um, it, with the issues that we've discussed around, um, you know, uh, not being able to pay workers enough, uh, does does the blame lie squarely at the door of the of the BIBC, or are we are we looking at these the, the the main contractors as well? All right. First of all, Fasif, you said BIBC they are not mandated to sort of challenge the main contractor, but they are mandated by them. They they mandate the main contractor to take money from you if you are not compliant. So how does it work? It is a double standard. It's a it's an agenda here onto the subcontractor. There, this poor gentleman that which I was taken eighty thousand rand from who? From the main contractor. Now who has who has asked the main contractor? Look or threaten the main contractor. If you don't pay that money from that poor man, that eighty thousand rand, you will also not become compliant. So who is the culprit here? It is BIBC. Why didn't they approach the man and said, you know what, we, you, this is what you owe, and we understand that you have a lot of people that works for you. The, at the end of the day, that people suffer. That man says, up till today, he has not paid them for that week that the IBC has taken that money. Uh, we go back to the lines. Voice of the Cape, Assalamu alaikum, you're live in the air. Hello. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. This is Rashid from Afwan Construction. Um, I know um, I had the same scenario with the BIBC, I think, last year. And um, they, they said I wasn't compliant and all that, but um, half of the guys were compliant because I started a new job and I had to <coughs> acquire more guys. So I brought some guys to site and the guys worked. So, I, so my intention was to registered him maybe next week Thursday to see who the guys are trying to do the job. But in that same week they came to site and they stopped the guys and they asked who they and then they said they worked for me and that and that and they said I wasn't compliant because half of the guys weren't compliant. And so the company took it upon themselves to, 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 to take my wages and give it, give it to the BIDC. And up to the day still haven't received the money yet and and also another thing is i think the bibc in the woods was the main company because if you go to all over in the trip you will just see three main contractors on site you just look at the scaffolding the main it's all always the same people and they include the same art um service under them and the, the the money they pay the service are so little it's unbelievable we as service must pay for the for the for the medicals of the people we don't get it back we must have a medical certificate we must have a safety file and and it was mentioned to me i cannot have a safety officer i must have a safety company which i have to bring in which i have to pay five thousand rand a month and then that guy comes to site twice a month once a fortnight he comes to site you just check my file for and I'm, I'm not joking, less, less than an hour. And then he, then he tells my safety guy, listen, you must do this, and you must do this, and do that. And he moves off. You have to pay 5,000, up almost 6,000 rand for that guy just to come to site. And, and, and I'm telling you, all of these people are good. And, and, and the thing is, it's unbelievable. It's all, I'm sorry to say it, but it's all the white people that's taking the major go to, uh, to the main contractor because they supply the material now we have to work under them for that little bit of money and we have to, to 
pay the BIDC, we have to pay the safety files, we have to pay for the safety. If anything happens, we have to sign a piece of paper that's saying that uh, they cool are not cool responsible it? for our guys. I, I, but we I, I cannot just... do the same to our people. Uh, cool. I don't know. And when it comes... Kula, I, I just want to, um, once again, I just want to acknowledge, first of all, you've made some claims uh, there, and obviously we cannot, we cannot substantiate that uh, because BIPC is not here to defend themselves. Um, but the question I want to ask you is, and obviously also um, this, this is in, in, in relation to, 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 to what we've discussed here today. Um, when it comes to uh, the, the, the issue of dealing with, 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 uh, with the main, main contractors, because as we've heard, BIBC says they have no uh, responsibility and there's no relationship between the BIBC uh, in terms of, of, of the, 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 the contracts when it comes to handling, handling, handling uh, contracts between subcontractors and the main contractors. So when, when it comes to uh, accessing work from the main contractors, the, uh, what are the challenges that you face as a, a, a subcontractor in terms of being able to uh, cover and uh, is the attender process or do you just get quoted the rate? No, there is a tender process, but the thing is that the main, this, 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 Viva Formos, that is the main country. You go all over Cape Town, you just see Viva Formos, and there's another two which I cannot come to mind now, and you have to work under them, because, you know, really, they get kickbacks, they get paid by these people undercover, they get, say for instance, they, they get a, a job of two million. They get the kickback of two hundred thousand and say, "Listen, yeah." And then they they know we don't we establish we don't even know the job, but they know where the jobs I, are. I, 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 just, I just want to say we, uh, we must work under I'm, these I'm sorry, I just have to come in there again. We are making claims here, and it's not substantiated. So I don't think that we necessarily want to go down that route, uh, since we don't have the other party here to represent themselves. Um, but I want to say thank so much for your comment uh, on the show this evening. Uh, again, also the views expressed not necessarily reflect the views of the Voice of the Cape management staff, the, the views of individuals. Tonight we're having a discussion and we would like to have had both parties. We're hearing from the one side and unfortunately we haven't been able to hear from the other side. All we do have is the, 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 the material that has been forwarded to us by the BISPC and we're engaging on this in the program. Um, we're going to go for a break now. When we come back we will continue. Stay tuned to VSC. Welcome back to The Burning Issue. Uh, the topic under discussion this evening is uh, are subcontractors under threat? And uh, tonight we're talking about the BIBC and uh, the uh, the uh, organization known as the Building Society of Subcontractors and they're voicing their grievances this evening with the BIBC as well as uh, with uh, the major contractors. And uh, just before the break, uh, we had some, some views and uh, people are still welcome to call us, 021 uh, we've got received a message that says, Salaamu Alaikum, I don't have any idea about construction or subcontracting, but it seems that our people are being stolen from in broad daylight and someone needs to help them. How can the situation be left like this? Another one says, good evening, board members, it's Lumka. Uh, guys, we are fully in support of the BIBC, doesn't have a mandate. They work hand-to-hand -hand with main contractors. Uh, 
when they visit sites, they interview workers instead of talking with owners of subcontractors. Um, and then another one says, Assalamu uh, alaikum, um, uh, pathetic how the hardworking man, the laborer, is being exploited. These big companies make millions, if not billions, but pay the laborers disgusting wages. Shame on them. Uh, from the sound of it, uh, the main contractors are definitely the fat cats. There's no one to assist the subcontractors. Um, this person saying, I reside near the central city area and, one, and, and only one developer there. Uh, there are these boards all over and how is that possible if there are so many established developers should there be orga- shouldn't there be organizations monitoring and regulating these activities which to me is so obvious and uh, work in admin uh, this one says I'd just like to ask one question regarding the BIBC what service does the BIBC render to subcontractors what they, uh, have they compli- what have they to comply with uh, them in order to get any work the building industry and why are contractors being penalized when BIBC don't even serve any purpose to the construction industry. Um, did we have got a call online, the Voice of the Cape? Assalamu alaikum, you live in here. Hi, good evening, it's Theo speaking. Hi, good evening, Theo. I just want to give my point of view about it. Uh, the BIBC, firstly, the higher the salaries and the, and the costs go, the more money they make. So I had a discussion with them in December and I said to them, okay, all the money that we that we do pay in by them, uh, everybody do pay in by them. What happened to the to the interest on that money? Does the uh, the person who the money are paid for, the benefits are bought for, does he get a part of the interest? And the lady said to me, no, the interests are there to cover their costs. I said to her, but I mean, you or there's already a figure included in the whole uh, thing to cover your costs. So, I mean, at the end of the day, they're making millions of rand out of the poor people that's got to do the work like us, standing in the sun the whole day, uh, and which are completely unacceptable. And the thing is, with their rights, every con- subcontractor can, we apply, uh, we give work now to, say, 20 people. If, if their fees and stuff fall away, all the crap that they got in there, you can at least, every subcontractor can uh, can give a job to, for another five to ten people, which, I mean, uh, solve the, the uh, unemployment issue in the Western Cape. But no, they don't want uh, to hear about that. I've been in an arbitration hearing with them. They just, uh, I mean, you got, I don't know why they want to take you to arbitration because you've got no say. You, they don't want to listen to you. So yeah, that's my point of view. Theo, thank, and, uh, thank you so much uh, would, for your comment. I mean, I feel government, local government as well as our national government must look into this because it's a big problem. It's a big money racketeering business and uh, BIBC is not a, a government owned it's uh, semi-government owned, according to me. So there's people pocketing big-time money out of poor people that's got to do the work in the sun every day. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah, thank you so much uh, for your comment. Uh, some messages coming through. One says, is this BIBC nationwide? And I think earlier on we mentioned that the BIBC only uh, represents and governs the Western Cape. Um, then also, uh, just just uh, another question, and I think uh, we should, we're quickly running out of time. Um, but another question that I w- want to pose is, uh, obviously now with the formation of the Building Society of the Subcontractors, um, 
the the idea is uh, to get as many subcontractors on as possible. So are you putting the call out there to people who have not yet joined the 300 strong that you've mentioned uh, to, to, to come on board? And how can the subcontractors who, who would like to be part of this initiative, how can they contact you guys? All right. Firstly, shukran for that. Uh, all subcontractors, and I'm going to reiterate on that, subcontractors, and as well as the workers itself, we've got, uh, we have given you the, the names and the numbers that you can just uh, also give it to the listeners uh, where they can contact. The, the way forward on this is that we need everyone on board. Uh, we can't do it without the messes out there. We are going, we are planning to have a mess meeting. Uh, we're waiting currently for a venue and then we will if they are on our uh, we have a whatsapp group uh, soon we're going to have a sort of database that everyone will be on there and we will uh, sort of just send the messages <coughs> for now there is a whatsapp group and we've got certain people that are the admins of that whatsapp group the numbers is there please and I'm playing by everyone and also the mothers that is out there encourage your potential son that wants to become a bricklayer, he might have not done well at school, or a plasterer or an electrician, contact us. Because at the moment, CETA is supposed to be there to look after those potential artisans for tomorrow. It's not happening. Uh, that knows and they can say, trade tests used to be done in Olifant's Fontaine many, many, many years ago. Is not happening. So before this building industry or this building infinity is going to come to a standstill, you ask any youngster now if he wants to go and work on the building. He don't want to. So the way forward, Fasir, uh, brother Fasir, is that we call. We're going to call on everyone to assist us on this. Take the struggle forward, because it's not just my plight; it's everyone's plight. Uh, another question that comes in says, Shikran, for a great show, how, uh, shedding light on, on this, uh, how is this still happening uh, in 2019? Another one saying, I'm working for a company that unemploys foreigners as one. Well. I, I don't, we haven't even touched on, you know, what the policy is in terms of employment, uh, particularly when it comes to, um, uh, you know, g- getting South Africans employed. Not to be saying foreigners, uh, you know, shouldn't be employed, but also the, the local community, the question obviously being asked about, you know, know the local community are they are they are they being seen to um, and just before we close I want to ask a question what what is the agreement as far as uh, you know the the the, uh, the regulatory body is concerned with regard to the employment of of, of, of uh, you know people locals as opposed to as opposed to foreigners well this is our country you know we are born and bred in this country so uh, preferences going to be given to our people first I don't have a problem when we have foreigners and we give work to them. I'm going to say again, it needs to be regulated in the right way, in the right manner, be controlled. BIBC is not worried about the foreigners. They're more worried about us as the citizens of South Africa or Cape Town.
Another question here that says, uh, so now all the contractors, subcontractors are complaining how many of their workers are not qualified, therefore the workmanship of the city and government is poor. They should never have made away with the building industry union. Uh, one has become, uh, everyone has become a building contractor. Another one that says, Saddam, is this unfairness since the DA is ruling the Western Cape, or has it been before the DA came into power? Um, and then also, yes, some people need uh, messaging in here, just basically uh, reiterating, uh, you know, just uh, asking rhetorical questions about uh, the state of the the the, the, you know, the, the building uh, um, uh, industry uh, here in in uh, in terms of uh, the shock that in 2019 this is still happening. Uh, we unfortunately do have to wrap, so I'm just going to sh- share those numbers once again. Uh, if you would like to contact the mm-hmm. member, uh, the members of the building society of these subcontractors, uh, you're welcome to call Cheslin and 071-032-6379 and he's in the Borland. 071-032-6379 or you can contact Ayanda on 083-980-7085 083-980-7085 with Cheslin and 071-032-6379 I just want to say once again that unfortunately we did, were not able to get the BIBC in uh, for their comments so this is the comment of one side of the issue and always two sides to the issue we do understand uh, and also, once again, the views expressed in this program, not necessarily the views of Voice of the Cap management or staff, but are the individuals who are representing themselves and the agencies and organizations uh, this evening. Uh, we are about to go to the Wakt of Aisha, inshallah. So just gentlemen, I want to once again, once again say shukran so much for coming on. And uh, wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. I just want to say shukran to the Voice of the Cap for allowing us to, to voice our opinion and our grievances. And we thank you. Fasir, uh, shukran to you, Sukran, for the voice of the Cape. I'm going to say Sukran to all our callers. Thank you very much, those that has phone in with valid, valid, valid questions. Please uh, watch the space, phone these numbers, get on board, and we will keep you updated. Where BIBC is also, uh, we will advise you and guide you those that have paid this exorbitant amount of money, we will advise you what you do. Thank you. Thanks so much. And then uh, that, that question that came through earlier, I'm working for a company that only employs foreigners, but the foreigners are working for way less uh, that we then we used to work for. Um, yes, quite a few uh, messages come through, but unfortunately, you know, we have to call it on the, on the WhatsApp line. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. 